Hi, Jen. Hi. <laughs> uh, we have so much to discuss on this week's PJ Party Podcast. I think we should just probably launch into it. Yeah, it's going to be a blazing hot podcast, that's for sure. A blazing hot pod. There's not a stone left unturned, so sweet baby, get into it. <laughs> get into it. Thank you for listening. What a crappy candle. You've ruined our vacation. We found a list of crazy baby names that crazy people are naming their babies. What are some of the names, Jen? Tesla. Uh, Fanta. God, that's a soda pop. Baby girl. Okay, that's not bad. That's son. Son, just son. Son. All right, and then we narrowed it down geographically on a map and found uh, some of the crazy names that people in Victoria are naming their babies. Including Bike Laney. Blunny. Booch. Gorge. IPA. Breakwater handrails. And Lisa. Lisa helps. Oh, is that what's from? Yeah. Okay. Wow. Starting off the afternoon zone today with a kiss because that was a big, massive highlight of the show last night that capped off the Phillips Backyard Weekender. I want to say like a huge hats off and congratulations and a big thank you to everyone who is involved, especially over at Atomic Productions. Yeah. For specifically for bringing that act and that band to that venue was, was incredible. How special was it, hey? It was more than I thought it would be even. Like I had heard and we had been, you know, pumping it up since the big announce, but yeah. to actually see those songs performed live by the artists who were there alongside Prince all those years mm-hmm. uh, singing them was such a special moment and what a dance party. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Like I couldn't help but be dancing the entire time. Yeah. That was, so a, that was definitely another concert that I cried at. Did you cry? <laughs> yeah, both weekends. It was first Brian Wilson at uh, Rock the Shores, and yeah. then once, uh, what was Can it? I guess? Can yeah. I guess what song it was? Yeah. It had to have been Purple Rain. It was, yeah. Yeah. It was Purple Rain. That was a really special moment. Um, oh, and it was also uh, Let's Get Crazy, that yeah. song. Yeah, that one made me cry as well, because there's some really <laughs> powerful lines in that song, too. Yeah. Um, and yeah, no, it was, it was absolutely incredible just to see that band still, um, you you know, together after, you know, losing someone so near and dear to all yeah. of them. And it was just like, it was really powerful, the performance. And incredible. Holy, what musicianship, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. What a cool thing to experience here in Victoria. I was thinking, and you can pass this along to your boyfriend who uh, who rattles around a guitar once in a while. No one does that, like, jangly sound. That oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's such a product of the times. But, like, if you get, if a rock song came out in 2018 <laughs> with a little of that, like, little of that, you know, jangling, jangling. if that happens, I'd mess with that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, here's some other thoughts I had. Okay. I'll write them down. Uh, many times, uh, first off, I heard that that was the loudest show of the whole weekend. It could be heard. I got a message <laughs> from someone in, down in Fairfield. Oh, really? Saying like, I can hear the crowd at Phillips. Oh, amazing. For the revolution. Wow. Yeah, I thought that was really good. Um, I really enjoyed that there were certainly some like, you know, it wasn't just the classic millennial um, crowd there. Mm. There was a few like people who were a little older, maybe were around and kicking when these songs were released. Totally. And I loved the look on their faces. Yeah. The like just like joy of hearing those songs performed live. Absolutely. Also was so yeah. so good. I kept going, and I never usually have this reaction at uh, shows with the revolution, but I kept going, oh shit, like that. Yeah. I kept saying that because <laughs> it just was so fun the whole time. I couldn't mm. believe it was happening. And then I was looking into this. I was like, when are they going to play Bat Dance? I was like, I hope they play Bat Dance. But I looked it up, and the revolution wasn't actually involved in the creation of the uh, Batman 
motion picture soundtrack from yeah. 1989. Uh, Would have been sweet. Mm-hmm. Your bad dance or party man or something <laughs> like that. But no, that was uh, yeah. that was just Prince by himself. So no bad dance last night. But also props to all the other performers this weekend. What mm. top notch performances? Uh, what Reggie Watts? Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah. Um, Holly Cook, who was right before the revolution, she was incredible. Yep. And I could just list every single person. It was it was really quite the lineup. They did a great job this year. We listened to uh, Federale all day today. Oh yeah, right. That was like this. Like the, it sounded like a Clint Eastwood movie totally. soundtrack the whole time. It was just Ennio Morricone style. <laughs> that was awesome too. So uh, yeah, what a weekender. <laughs> Good job, everybody. Yeah. Okay, now, Jen, I can't believe it's taken me all day to get this story out of you, but uh, you did a lot of the MC work at uh, the Phillips Backyard Weekender this week, which I was happy to see. Oh, thanks. You did a really good job uh, bringing on the revolution is what I saw, but you also brought on Reggie Watts on Saturday? Yeah, so I love Reggie Watts. He's so funny. Anyway, so I, I, get, <laughs> I do a little intro for him, and as we pass each other on the stage, I put my hand up for a high five, and I say, have a good set. Mm-hmm. And then he, he grabs my hand. I'm like, whoa, what's, what's happening here? And he puts his arms out and gives me the biggest, nicest hug ever and says, thank you for the intro. And then I, I'm like, yeah, no problem, man. No, it's all good. That's fine. And then I like run off stage and I get off and I just like hold onto the walls beside me and almost fall over because I'm just beaming with happiness. Yeah. Anyway, that was all the story. That's it. He's, I, just, he's just really nice and it was such a nice surprise for him to give me a big hug. That's so awesome. I think that's who he is. Like, he would have hugged you no matter who you were or what. You know, it's just like, he's just that nice of a guy. I think. He's so kind. Is that, yeah. is that like, the, I want to spread that around I about so. him that he's just that good. Yeah, everyone who has come in contact with him has said that he's a delight. So <sighs> I can confirm that he is. Keep coming back to Victoria Reggie Watts, please. Yeah, just move here. Let me just talk about it. Oh my gosh, okay. I found a doobie in the back of my car. Now, <laughs> <laughs> you don't really, you don't smoke weed. I don't, and I, that's what I mean. I think, uh, but look, it's in a little container from uh, a d- dispensary of some kind. It's a little pre-roll. No. It's like there's half of it left. Or is this more than half of it left? How much? about half of it left, yeah. Is that about half Someone's of it? Someone's already done that. Yeah. So here's Why do you bring that to work? Because I found it in my car and I was like, what am I going to do with this thing? I just want to get to the bottom of okay. who left this in my car. So I think maybe what happened was someone was heading into Backyard Weekender. Mm-hmm. I was parked pretty close, top down. Someone was like, oh, no. Get rid. Yeah. Here comes the fuzz or something like that, right? Cheese it. Yeah. And someone just ditched their pre-roll doobie in my car. What's interesting is obviously we're going to have uh, legal doobies on uh, October the 17th. But until then, I guess there's still the baby bit of um, apprehension about taking a doobie into a music festival or whatever. Yeah, I think that's what happened. Yeah, you're not allowed to. Yeah. And it's not allowed to, right? Yeah. It would be confiscated. So this is, this is contraband. It is. Right? So someone threw it into my car. Someone just, yeah, tossed it, I think. Yeah. Someone just tossed it in the I mean, backseat. That's, that's probably what happened. Right. Yeah, you just brought it into the studio, no problem. Well, does it, does someone want it back? I'm saying, like, <laughs> is this your doobie? Do you, can I get it back to you? He's like, did you, to, did you toss a doobie in the back of a big white convertible yesterday? You should post it on Used Victoria and be like, hey, found doobie, looking for owner. I'm not square or uptight. Come just get your... Yeah, you should post it on Used Vic. Does that make me a drug dealer now? Oh, I don't know. No, I don't think so. I'm not getting money for it. just trying to reunite it with its owner. Anyways, whether it's a convertible or it's a pickup truck, which I have <laughs> both of, can we all just knock it off with the putting your thing you don't want anymore inside someone else's vehicle? 
Why is that a garbage can for the world? <laughs> Please. It's a good PSA. Also, take your bottles home from the beach and put, quit putting your cigarette butts out in the sand. Oh. There are so many text messages coming in right now saying, I'll take it off your hands. <laughs> Give it to me. <laughs> you know, I would <laughs> smoke it on the air. What are you talking about? <laughs> no. I'm going to smoke a doobie on the radio. Uh, although, you know what? For legalization day, we should. The boss is pushing that on us. <laughs> is he? Yeah. He loves that, right? Yeah. Because I don't smoke it very often, but you no. do. No, you kind of no, could no. be my guide in that world. <laughs> I wouldn't want to put my lips all where someone's been slobbering all over a doobie. No. I think that's why I never got into doobies in the first place, right? Yeah. People are in high school all slobbering all over the things. Gross. Forget it. Gross. <laughs> Owner Jay is making a lot of good points here about you probably should never smoke a doobie that you just find, even if it's in the back of your car. Mm-hmm. That's probably a good point. Yeah, it's, that's why I don't smoke doobies in general. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Um, so, but you're going to take the little case because this is nice, yeah, right? I don't know. Yeah, it's a little tube thing. Well, I don't know. Those little tubes are nice. Mm. Holds in the smell. It doesn't smell like anything. Yeah. Nice. So you can have that. Thank you, Paul. Throw away. Thank you. <laughs> uh, what I wish somebody had done last night rather than putting it in the back of my car. Yes. Appreciate it. Oh, God, it's hot as hell. What'd you do this weekend to beat the heat, Jen? You were at Phillips Weekender for a while. That's right. But did you, uh, and it didn't really get, like, properly blazing ass hot until uh, Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. Try and get that going, by the way, that turn of phrase. Boy, it is blazing ass hot in here. <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, no, I uh, didn't really, like, try and beat the heat, really. I was I was kind of going shopping for most of the day getting things done and doing laundry. Mm. I was inside. And then when I got to Phil's Backyard Weekender, it was like 6 o'clock, so it was starting to cool down. Mm. Yeah. I went to, to the beach, went to Dallas Road, yeah. and was uh, reading. And uh, I it was perfect there. It was like I was right in the sun. It was not a cloud in the sky. I was down in one of my skimpier uh, bathing suits. And that's it. And just absorbing sunshine. And uh, But there was such a nice breeze coming off the water mm-hmm. there. Nice. Good spot. I was going to go for a swim, but uh, this Australian guy went in and I was like, how's the water? And he's like, yeah, it's nice. A little cold. So I didn't go. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you, it's blazing ass hot today. 27 degrees, mainly sunshine. Tomorrow, blazing ass hot. 28 degrees. The blazing ass weather continues all through this week and into next weekend. Right now in Victoria, it's blazing ass 27 degrees out there. Stop that. I have a question for you. When does it become blazing ass hot? What temperature? 26. Oh, so we're at the very limit. I think so, yeah. Okay. Just the starting limit of blazing ass hot. Yeah. When you like when you walk out into it and you like feel heat, like you just feel that like it's almost a sting. Yeah. On your exposed skin, right? And when you walk out into it. Yeah. That's when it gets blazing ass hot. So twenty five. Is that plus. when it happens to you? Twenty five. Twenty five plus or twenty six and up. Twenty five, twenty six. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Mm-hmm. You felt it today though, for sure. Yeah, for sure. There's no denying. Kristen said, uh, my seven year old said, uh, ass means butt, right? And they said, yup. And her, she said, uh, so it's blazing butt hot? <laughs> I like that better. She was laughing. It's blazing butt hot out there. <laughs> That's good parenting, Kristen. Thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Brian has got some hot plans out right immediately after the mixtape. He'll be running through a sprinkler. Is that right, Brian? <laughs> yes. Coolest dad DJ in town. <laughs> yeah. That's our Brian Boitano. We, I, we, we did it on the weekend. We ran through the sprinklers in our backyard, and I forgot how fun it was. <laughs> Yeah, it is fun. Yeah. And that must be.
be a great thing about being a dad. It's like you can do all those things like kids do. Yeah, Because exactly. you're just being a good dad it, when you do them. If I didn't have kids and I did this, it, it would be weird. <laughs> like, who's that single yeah. guy? Who Our neighbor is really weird. Runs back and forth through the sprinkle. Screaming and <laughs> laughing. <laughs> okay, guys, I feel attacked right now. <laughs> have to make fun in my own way. <laughs> Good job, Jen. Thank Heat you. warning in effect right now. We're getting chirped so badly by anywhere where it's hotter than 28. It's a competition, everyone. Oh, boy. Your ribbons are all in the mail, everybody. Um, <laughs> so, uh, we, there is a heat warning when it gets to 28 degrees, evidently. Mm-hmm. And I think that's because of you know, a lot of people who are a little, you know, it's like aging population who are maybe more sensitive to the heat. Let's, hmm. let's be, that could uh, be an interesting... Uh, Reason why? Reason why, yeah. Uh, so let's just be nice to people. I love the heat. Mm-hmm. Okay. 28. I would say make it 35. What do I care? I love sweating. I love to get a good sweat going. Love good beads rolling down my back. I love it. I love the hot. Yeah. Get it hotter around here. I love it. I'm hotter than you. Okay. That's a lot. Up in Duncan, we're getting a lot of text messages. It's up at 33, 35 degrees in Duncan. Everyone from Duncan is a stronger person. Constitutionally. It's a lot of aggression happening in this studio right now. <clears throat> okay. Right now in Victoria, where we're weak, it is 23 degrees. Kyle says it's blazing ass hot out here in West Hills. Whoa, it's blazing ass hot in West Hills. Yeah. That should be Kyle. on the welcome sign. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, blazing ass hot for the whole rest of this week through the weekend. Right now in Victoria, depending where you're at, it's anywhere between... 23 and 100 degrees. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry for a guy I met today. He said he was working real hard out in the heat and everything. And then someone else is like, well, you should try working where I'm working because it's way hotter. And it's like, no matter how hot we say it is, right? It's, I could be like, um, uh, right now in Victoria, we're inside of a volcano. Someone would text back and be like, uh, I'm on fire. I'm in the lava. I'm inside the lava. I'm made of lava. Okay. So I, I wanted to be like, look, it's not a contest, but now it is a contest. Oh, okay. Let's so, make it a contest. Mm-hmm. I'm into that. Please text us right now and uh, tell us uh, why you're hotter than everybody else who's listening. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether you're inside of lava. Someone or... was in an attic. Uh, yeah, someone was in an attic. I bet... That's pretty hot up there. I don't know how that's legal, we were saying. Yeah. How is he legally able to be working in an attic on a hot day like it's hot as hell like it is today? Mm-hmm. That would be the next one. Who is the hottest? We'll give you a prize. I don't know what the prize is, but it'll be something. I'm literally burning in hell right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, so but I am kind of serious. I actually want to know how hot people are. No, me too. I yeah, do. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So text us right now. Wow, there are a lot of people texting in how hot they are. This is awesome. <laughs> the devil is literally sticking his pitchfork in my ass right now. And that's how hot <laughs> I am. Someone is in the sun right now. Is he inside the inside sun? Inside of it. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. The devil and the sun together. <laughs> this is awesome. Pitchfork in my butt cheeks. Oh, no. oh no. It's so hot. Uh, <laughs> I'm hotter than you are. <laughs> Okay, good. It's a contest. Good. Keep texting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike says, I'm working in a renovation house and they're doing laundry downstairs and the dryer is pumping hot, damp air into the area of the house that I'm installing hardwood. And finally, <gasps> so hot, might as well be walking on the sun. Cue smash mouth. There is growing concern that everybody floating down the Cowichan River, and especially all the sunscreen that gets in there because of it, is leading to the death of many of the flies that call it home and are very important to the ecological balance of the ecosystem. And I think this is a good time to start up a 
PSA, and it's very similar to the one that goes slip, slop, slap, slide, seek, except it's the complete opposite, and we're asking you to not wear sunscreen and instead fry for the flies. Fry Fry for for the the flies. flies. What is the best thing you've ever found in a free pile? Because if you've been in Victoria, if you are in Victoria, you'll notice that every street corner has a free pile, especially this time of the year when people are starting to get rid of stuff. And uh, you love, like most of your house has been curated with stuff you found from free piles, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, I mostly use the free pile as a way to get rid. Mm-hmm. Um, I have very staunch rules about my free pile usage, though. Put out the free pile. If it's not gone by like sundown, mm-hmm. I'm not going to let it sit out overnight I don't let it get rained upon, right? If no one wants it, by that day, by the time the sun goes down, it's into the truck and off to the dump. That's on me. I'm not going to let stuff just linger and fester and get turn into mush in the rain. That's I feel gross. like that's the rule that Victoria needs to learn yeah. because the city ends up paying a whole bunch of money getting rid of a whole bunch of junk on the mm-hmm. side of the road. But yeah. you, but you, so I don't really take stuff in and the, from the free pass. Oh, I do. Yes. Very rarely. Yeah. So what have um, you got? Oh, what have I found? I found a few really adorable teapots. One uh, was in the shape of a Christmas tree and one's in the shape of a cabin. Okay. Very cute. Um, also, <laughs> if you go in my house, I have this old retro hair styling chair with the like hair dryer built in. It's cool. It's really cool and it still turns on. So that was from a free pile as well from one of my roommates of the past. Right. And then I think our couches were found in a free pile as well. What? Yeah. The couch that you gave me that I use now? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a free pile couch? <laughs> it is. Good to know. Yeah, it's comfy though, right? I'm sitting bare-assed on that thing. <laughs> kidding me? Yeah. Great. And uh, we like the free pile, and we pay homage and tribute to it mm-hmm. in the way of our country and our people and uh, through our, the traditions of Canada. Noticed on every other block corner, especially in the neighborhoods of Fernwood and James Bay, a staple of the Victoria street side is the free pile. Often mistaken for a crime scene, the free pile contains many treasures from Victoria, including soggy mattresses, an old frying pan, one left shoe, and furniture that I'm sure you could reupholster and would be totally fine. Sometimes distinguishable by a sign with the word free scrawled in it in anything from ballpoint to sharpie. The free pile, as the locals say, giveth and taketh away. We asked owners this afternoon, what is the best free pile score you've ever found on the streets of Victoria? And there are some good ones. There's some really good ones. Um, One of them was a 1966 rare vintage Yamaha semi-hollow body electric guitar. What? Who would just leave a guitar on the side of the road? That's so nice. (laughs) Um, There's another instrument. Kyle says, my brother found an accordion in a free pile. He doesn't know how to play it, so I don't know if if it actually works or not. But he just, what, has the accordion sitting in his room as a decoration? They're pretty cool-looking instruments. That's fair. And then uh, a vintage uh, snare drum. Dave found that. Nice score. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. Um, I found a chair one day and then came home and I looked to see what kind of chair it was. At least because it looked retro. Turned out to be a Nelson coconut chair worth thousands of dollars made by a Canadian architect in the 50s in his garage. 
What? That's amazing. That's so cool. Um, Cam found a free canoe, and it actually works great. Now, that's a tricky one because you put that in water and you find out it doesn't work so great. Yeah. All of a sudden, you got a leaky canoe situation yeah. on your hands. And that's wow. another Canadian uh, situation <laughs> that you don't want to be in. Yeah. That's really bad. Man, there's a lot of really good ones in here. Yeah. Um, cups and mugs and things. I don't know mm. if I would use out of a free pile anything that I would put my mouth on. Is that weird? Mm. Yeah, I do anyway. Do you really? Yeah. Cutlery? Oh, I don't know about cutlery. Because I always have enough cutlery. I feel like all the cutlery that we have in the radio station kitchen right now is all out of a free pile. Probably, yeah. <laughs> all that cutlery has got stains on it. Like, it's like, was this being used in a haunted mansion? Like, it's old and dainty and stained. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't really like that. Yeah. We'll keep them coming in. Yeah, these are these are great. There's still more coming in. Yeah. Aaron says, I've been posting on things for free on Virage sale lately. Ooh, that's the free pile of the 21st century. Tyler says that they used to play with Vandalay Industries, which is a softball team that we played uh, this year. Mm-hmm. So fun. They would go and find some free couches for the end of the year playoffs, and people would bring a pool, and good times were had. That's a great idea. Just pile up all the free couches yes. <laughs> and have a party. Yeah, for the end of the year, a little bit yeah. better than the Bleachers. benches yeah. that are yeah, behind the dugout there, for sure. Uh-huh. Um, Brock says, I got a perfectly working barbecue with two lighters and a flipper in it. Beautiful. That's what I'm looking for. If anyone sees one in a free pile, let me know, okay? Dude, like, the lighters and flipper are nice and everything, but a barbecue itself, that's like 400 bucks uh-huh. new. Like, that's good. That's we should really have, like, good. a free pile watcher, someone to report on all the free piles. Maybe we can get, like, Art Aronson to do that for us. Go and find all of them in Victoria. <laughs> Art Aronson reports. From the free pile. Oh, yeah. <laughs> on the corner of Fernwood today. <laughs> Um, and then finally, I love this one that says, my kids had a free dog treats stand. You know, Aww. something to do, a little twist on the original of the lemonade stand, yeah. right? Any puppers come by, have a dog treat. That's really nice, right? They cleared everything up except for the free sign and the table shortly after our table was gone. <laughs> <laughs> now, Jen, you're going to have to walk me through this a little bit because I don't mm. know. As we discussed yesterday, I'm not too familiar with like weed things. And uh, all that. But I read today that uh, the demand for uh, CBD, which is what, like cannabis cannabis oil? Mm-hmm. CBD oil, yeah. CBD oil for dogs mm-hmm. is like, is massive right now. Yeah. That's it. That is the thing. I know um, Jade uses it for her dog because um, sometimes it gets a little anxious. He had mm-hmm. a very, like, bad anxiety problems so yep. it like calmed him down a bit and then also for pain it's been really helpful for her dog right um because it's not cbd isn't the one that gets you all high it's not like the classic like stoner sort of things they're not like super baked or anything like that it's right. just the the medical benefits of cannabis right right yeah so yeah i guess it is becoming popular so there's all kinds of like specialized uh hemp dog treats um oils that you can sprinkle or drip tincture onto their food um, and, uh, yeah, just like some people have some concerns about it, but for the most part, and vets seem to agree, I mean, mm-hmm. do your own research before you ever did anything like this for your dog, but yeah. a lot of vets are seeming to agree that it is, uh, there are some benefits. Mm-hmm. I mean, as, as even as far as like chilling them puppers out when the lightning storm or fireworks happen. Yeah, I've heard that's good. But you know, that yeah. can happen. So that's good. That's going to be a really booming industry as, uh, it's already in the States and as the weed becomes, uh, or, uh, cannabis and stuff like that becomes legal here in Canada. I'm sure it's going to have that 
boom mm-hmm. here too, right? Yeah. And you know, there's other good things that could start up from this as well. Like I think Spencer's Gifts should maybe try and uh, have a whole line of uh, lava lamps and re- <laughs> holographic Bob Marley posters for dog houses. The dog section? <laughs> the dog. <laughs> Chilling with your dog. <laughs> Beads. Yeah. Cool posters. Uh-huh. Just for dog houses. Very cool. And we can all stop doing that thing where we blow weed smoke in the dog's face. Don't, who does that? Bad people oh, do gosh. it. Bad Don't people. do that. It's different. Don't do that. It's different. It's different. But still, Bob Marley. How about Dog Marley? Hey, yo. You're onto <laughs> something. Hello? Hey, this is Paul and Jenny calling back. So you can tell us real quick, right back where you told us on the text line about your dog? Yeah, for sure. So my dog, I just started putting him on CBD oil like about a month ago, and I've got half the doorway to my bedroom with beads. Yes. Because uh, he was afraid of going through the doorway when I had it fully beaded. I had to pull it to the side. But since I parted, started putting him on CBD oil, now he likes to run through the beads. <laughs> and like actually goes on the beaded side instead. <laughs> Before he was afraid to go through them. Now he's choosing to take the beads. It's actually really funny. So when you guys mentioned that, I just started laughing. That is so funny. There is a market for beads for dogs. You made fun of me. You made fun of my Spencer's Gifts for Dogs (laughs) joke. Spencer's Gifts for Dogs. That's a thing. It's a thing. You guys created it. Oh, my God. This is so good. The proof is in the pudding. Yeah. Get him a bone-shaped lava lamp, and he'll love you forever. Yeah, exactly. Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) Thank you for texting that in, man. That's hilarious. No worries. Have a good one, guys. You too, bud. Later. Paul Plastina and Jenny West in the afternoon zone. On Reddit today, there was a, a photo of a paper airplane that someone found in their house. And on the paper airplane, it said, how did I get here? <laughs> and you open it up and inside is a warning from the police saying this could have been a burglar. Someone could have gotten into your house. <laughs> it's like, please secure your windows. And wow. they, they were like, yeah, I guess throwing paper airplanes into open windows or lifting, trying to open them themselves and uh, issued that as a warning, which I thought was a very creative way to uh, warn people about theft. I love that. Yeah, especially on, you know, hot days like this when everyone's windows are open and you're not yeah. really thinking about, you know, people coming in and out of your house. You're just yeah, thinking yeah. about, cool, my body down, please, <laughs> yes. wind. Um, so, yeah, I thought that was kind of neat. It would be sweet to see the Vic PD do that, too. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, it's all I ever do is to, to beat the heat is I just open up all the windows, get the breeze going in the house. I'm not an air conditioning guy. My place doesn't get hot enough to, you know, need air conditioning or even mm-hmm. a fan or even like a bucket of water with uh, blowing on it or nothing. Right. I just open all the windows, so yeah. that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've long said, Jenny, that uh, I really think there should be more paper airplane-based law enforcement. <laughs> yeah. So it's quite good to see this first stepping stone. Yeah, like, hey, stop doing that, throwing paper airplanes at them. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I was reading a really interesting article about um, the competitive housing market and how people are kind of going beyond being the highest bidder when it Mm. comes to buying a house. Mm -hmm. Um, It's actually really common for people to actually write letters to the people who are selling the house to explain why they want the house and how much it means to them or what they like about the house. Mm -hmm. And that's usually, in those cases, those are usually the ones that that their bid gets accepted, which is kind of interesting. Um, I think it kind of puts like a human aspect into it instead of just like a, a money game, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think the owners probably think about, you know, who's going to be in their house next and who's the most deserving of all like the 
everything that's you know been made memory wise within the house like mm-hmm. it is a special thing to to sell a house so i think that's kind of cool and there's also been other cases of people giving gifts to the uh, to the homeowners, yes. and then in this one case, in this article, uh, they went downstairs and in the basement, it was just filled with kiss memorabilia. So the person who was making a bid realized that they had one of these like very rare kiss concert tees. Uh-huh. So they put that on top of the bid and ended up getting it. Whoa! Because the guy really wanted the shirt as well. Of course. Yeah, isn't that cool? Unreal. Mm-hmm. I know from. A couple of different personal experiences, Jen, that, this, that like writing a heartfelt letter would have made all the difference or has made all the difference. My in-laws bought their place, and uh, I'm pretty sure the story goes they wrote a real heartfelt letter. And we're like, this is why we want the property, and this yeah. is what we want to do with it. Huh. And that was the deciding factor. I know from trying to buy a house, I uh, we missed out on the bid by like a few thousand dollars, mm-hmm. right? So it didn't come in as high, but I talked to the uh, the seller after the deal was done and talked to him and he was and I was like man you know I really wanted to write you a letter and just like tell you how much I really love that house and wish that I would have bought it and he said uh, if you would have you know I'm a sentimental guy it would have made the difference and I was like no tell me that now and I know now like I've never sold a house but I absolutely know that if you wrote a letter to me and was just like, here's why I like your place and here's how I want to have it, mm-hmm. that human element does make a difference. I know when I'm like renting my place that it's absolutely, you know, yeah, I check your references and all that. And I mm-hmm. make sure you got your damage deposit. But like I'm looking for a human element like that. I'm going to get along with you. Mm-hmm. That if a pipe bursts in the middle of the night, I wanna, I'm going to want to deal with you as a landlord and totally. you with me as a renter. Yeah. So I think, Jenny, we're about to solve the housing crisis. I think so. What are you willing to do to get a house that's not just, you know, paying money on it? Right? If yeah. everyone wrote a letter, if everyone sweetened the pot in some way to the sellers, and, that, and if sellers were more open to that... <laughs> Look, and I get money is the almighty thing. Yeah. Okay, but if you write me a nice letter and show me that you're not just going to Airbnb it, that you're not just going to be hammering the checks mm-hmm. from out of the country, mm-hmm. okay, can you at least match the bid of the other person who said they were going to do that mm-hmm. because you wrote me the letter and show me your human face? Could be on to something. I wanted to tell you the story of how we got our house. Yeah, please. In Gordon Head, and there was a house that all my friends lived on. And when we were looking to move to Gordon Head, I really wanted to live on that street. So we wrote the heartfelt letter, but we put it in all the mailboxes of all the houses on the street. And said, you know, I grew up in this neighborhood. I went to the school. I want my kids to go to the same school that I went to. Um, If you're thinking about selling your house, let us know. Oh. And somebody called us, and they were retiring, and they actually wanted to rent their house out for a couple of years, furnished, and travel around and keep the basement keys in the house for themselves to come and go from, and then maybe sell the house in a couple of years. And they said, are you interested in doing something like that? And I said, well, no, I'm not. And keep in mind, I still have to see the house. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not interested in renting the house, but I'll buy your house, I'll keep your furniture, and you can rent the suite from us, and then you can come and go as you please. And so we went over with our kids, <laughs> and they met us, and it turned out they had two boys that grew up in that house, and one of them had the same name as my son. They gave us a goldfish to release in the pond, and... You know, we had dinner with them a couple of times and then bought the house off of them. It was 
such an amazing organic way to for them to give up their house and for us to move into Oh my gosh, that is such a cool story. See, I feel like you know, the whole real estate industry has tried to take emotion out of what is a very emotional thing of like what you, where you're going to live and where you're going to lay your head every single night. You know, they're just like, all right, here are the numbers and let's just do it by money and all that. But as you're saying, it's like it is an emotional thing. And if you can kind of lean into that just a little bit, you, everyone walks away with a more satisfying experience and a trading of hands and places and land. Which is so crazy when it's the most amount of money you're ever going to spend. And like you said, lay your head down there. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it was, it was an amazing way to buy a house. Yeah. Amazing. That's what awesome. a story. Thank you so much for calling this in. Yeah, no worries. I apologize for nothing. Oh, today in the afternoon zone, a rezoning commission is asking the city council for another meeting in the legislature. Well, let's be clear to define our terms here at first. I mean, are we talking about redistricting or reapportionment? Oh, sorry. Hang on. I've just been handed a bulletin. Oh, um, this says that uh, by order of federal law, we need to play that Drake song in my feelings now. The hell is that song? I don't know. Just like, but every single radio station, I guess, has to play this song as many times as possible all day forever. Well, I don't know how I feel about that. I don't feel good about it at all being told what to do like that. Hmm. I think I'm going to fight this thing. Yeah, let's fight it. So anyways, like I was saying, redistricting is different from reapportionment. And and in the rezoning application, uh-huh. it does outline Hang that on, what exact... Is, what is coming in here? What is What it? is this? This broadcast is being interrupted by the Federal Drake Commission. Please remain calm. By order of the Drake Commission, you will be returned to your regularly scheduled programming after your hourly In My Feelings mandate has been met. Resistance is futile. Your partner will show you another version of the car dancing meme when you get home tonight. Oh my god. Oh, this sounds serious. I really don't want to do this. Is there something I can unplug? Can we make it stop? Can we make it stop? What's this tube under here? It's got Drake's face on it. The picture of the CN Tower. I'm unplugging this. Yeah, unplug it. Okay. It was a close one. I hope we don't get fired or sent to jail. Same. <laughs> now I got that song stuck in my head, though. Kiki. Hey there. Hi. Uh, I went and restocked up on my uh, favorite uh, sunscreen, Jen, oh, which you know I'm so in love with. You cannot stop talking about it. And I think It actually I'm, is pretty good, though. I tried some. It's nice. Right? Yep. Yeah, our, our co-worker Heather across the hall, she said she took it to Mexico oh, and yeah. uh, was slathering it on her entire trip. And like all of her friends were like, oh, my God, what's this great sunscreen? All that. Right. OK, mm-hmm. so um, had a mo- so I went to go buy a new sunscreen today or over the weekend and they were like almost out of it. Right. Of my particular smell and flavor that I love. Probably because you've been promoting it so heavily on the radio. <laughs> I, me, who've like set, been like the catalyst of saying how great the sunscreen is, had to buy the, uh, the like sample bottle. Oh. There was like a sticker on it that says, try me, right? And it was open. Yeah. And I was like, can I just buy this, please? <laughs> I was like, I guess if you want to, but it was mostly full, so I bought it. But anyways, uh, what I do love about my favorite brand of sunscreen is that they have stopped. Last year when I was buying it and I couldn't find it in stores, I was buying it all online. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the flavors you could buy was girl scent mm. and it came in a pink bottle and it was stupid mm-hmm. because that's dumb and there was like vanilla and green tea as opposed to the blue bottle which is mango what how is vanilla and green tea a scent only for 
the gender girl. Right? <laughs> what? I know. So they got rid of that, though. That's good. So I've gotten the emails because I'm on all their mailing lists now. Yeah. Uh, I got the email this summer that's just like, uh, new flavor, green tea and vanilla. And I was like, that was the girl flavor. Hmm. But now it comes in like a green bottle. It is not gendered in that Specific, way. Yeah. Right? It's not like... This is for girls, and it's nice to think that kind of silliness. I bet they got a little backlash. Mm-hmm. I, bet, I bet like people were like, "This is not for girls. This is stupid." Yeah. Why you do? Yeah. And so they phased out. They got rid, and now it's just it's just called what it is. Do you want the mango flavor, or do you want the vanilla and green tea flavor? I like that, and I'm starting to see a, a trend of this happening with um, just scents in general, like fragrances, um, like perfumes or colognes. Mm-hmm. People are just releasing fragrances. Um, for example, Britney Spears, she has a huge perfume line, and she just released her first unisex perfume. This or is called fragrance. Scent. It's yeah, scent. just fragrance, I guess. Right. Um, yeah, and uh, I personally, I personally love like the go-to masculine sense. Like today, <laughs> like yesterday, I was at Home Sense and I bought a, I bought a bachelor pad candle for men. It's, <laughs> <laughs> but it smells so good. I don't know why it's men specific, but yeah, can't we just have sense and just have them be sense and not be geared towards certain genders? Alright, in the marketing department, I completely agree with you. But I wonder if there is something to the, to be said about this, Jen. Yeah. You love the girl, or, or, or sorry, the bachelor pad scent, right? That's like, is like doodly. Let's say yeah, doodly. I guess, I don't know, like it's I, spicy. Right? Yeah. I love like a powdery, like a nice. Coconutty. Well, something that I, that you would traditionally call like girly. Right? Okay. If that scent is on me and it's maybe because I've been, let's say, hugging up on someone who smells like that or whatever. And then I smell myself. I'm just like, hmm, because of that scent. I okay. wonder if it's because we are both heterosexuals. We yeah. both. That reminds us in our brain of like a time that we were hugging on someone that we were sweet about. Do you think there's a something to that? Maybe. I don't know. I think that's pushing it. I think I just really like the smell of spicy. <laughs> that's all. You're right. Because you know what? I also like the smell of spicy. <laughs> I, oh, that's such an interesting thing. Jenny's telling me about her cold, cold hands. Yeah, I've got cold, clammy hands. I just hand shook someone. Cody, mm-hmm. who was super nice and came and uh, did a little tour of the... The studio, and I felt bad. I was like, my hands are just not welcoming at all. They're right. cold, clammy, and just like, ah! <laughs> That's so interesting. I have uh, I have perfectly uh, room temperature hands. No, aren't you just perfect? But, but I showed you, and you can't even... I can't feel it because... You can't feel it. You feel my, cold? I feel cold, clamminess. Wow. But your hands are probably very nice and warm and soft or whatever. I feel hashtag blessed to have those types of hands because, I, you know, it's like if you're going to touch someone, mm-hmm. the last thing you want to have is like cold hands, clam, clamminess or a sweatiness. People mm-hmm. always talk about like, oh, I was nervous and I, my hands were all sweaty. Your hands get sweaty? You've never had sweaty hands? Never. I always have sweaty hands. Then I don't get sweaty anything. What? The only place on my body that sweats is this up here, my brow. That drips. Oh, my God. The slightest Weird. hint of I'm just glistening and shimmering and dripping from my brow. That's why I carry. That's why I started carrying the handkerchiefs was to mop my brow. Huh. Be like this, like an old-timey like a landowner from the 1800s. Blue, it's hot today. Mopping my brow. That's what my whole deal well, is. Maybe I need one of those for my hands. I think you do. I don't, I don't know. Is there like some sort of thing to describe this? Is it like clam? Clamitis? <laughs> clam. No, I think that's it. That's it. There yeah, it is. That's it. what I have. Clamitis. <laughs> I looked up on WebMD, and that's what it told me that I had, so I have it. Yeah. She's going to go and get some antibiotics for her clamitis. <laughs>
What? <laughs> Helpful as owners always are. Yes. Uh, one's owner uh, concerned about how you have uh, very clammy hands, Jen. Yes. Uh, says uh, you could have hyperhidrosis. Uh, oh. He writes, uh, my ex had it. Had to wear special gloves when it got bad. Is your uh, sweaty hands ever to the point where you need to wear prescription gloves? Maybe. Sometimes. Really? I think I'm really sweaty. I remember I was doing a performance, um, a guitar performance. Right. And I had never had my hands sweat so much. There was actually beads of sweat coming off my fingers because I was what? nervous. What? Yeah. And it, it, I struggled playing guitar because of it. Wow. Yeah. Wowzies. Yeah. Holy. Yeah. Hanky kid. Yeah. I'm rocking a hanky. Your birthday's coming up, isn't it? It is. Guess who's getting hankies? Yay! <laughs> Best birthday ever! <laughs> so call me Snot Rag, the second. I'm going to call you Sweat Hands. <laughs> I was on Used Victoria today and uh, came across this ad, and I thought it was one of those joke ads because, you know, whenever the rental market, the housing market is really, really bad, people kind of say like, oh, I'm going to rent out my shed that is filled mm-hmm. with all my tools for $500 a month because that's how brutal it is right now. It's getting to the point where that's a lazy, uh, like cliche joke. I saw yeah. one yesterday where it was like, they were, it was like a video of a broom closet and like, hey, pretty crazy in Vancouver. We're going to rent this out for $1,200. And <laughs> <laughs> I was like. Bad joke, lame. Yeah. Cliche. But then when it comes to the point where it's like, oh, I would actually rent, think about <laughs> renting that out in this market it, when it becomes real yeah. and it's not satire. It's kind of scary. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so a perfect example of this was um, uh, this ad that was private basement, an amazing house. The house is amazing, mm. um, but the, the basement is just cement. It's just like an unfinished basement with nothing in it, just beams. Um, you can see all the insulation. It's mm-hmm. just a basement with cement and they put up a tent in the basement and you said they're renting me, it out i'm like that's what's for rent for 550 dollars, legitimately as they're renting it out as a room a room in the house but it's just an like a concrete basement with a tent and they said it has a lot of potential wow. we're gonna rent it out for 550 dollars. and i thought i don't know i thought it was a, a joke because it's just like a tent in a basement but that's no there it's real you want to spend $550 to live in a tent in someone's basement. Do you know what? That is available. And honestly, you could make that space pretty cool. You put down a carpet. <laughs> maybe you put a couch in there. Sure. Mattress on the ground. Yeah, it is. cement. A livable space, I guess. I suppose you're not out of doors mm-hmm. for $500 a month. Yeah, wow. I mean... Especially in the dog days of summer, actually. Sometimes I wish I could go down into a <laughs> yeah. nice, cool, drafty basement and get a good night's sleep. But yeah. can't imagine that being all that comfortable once October rolls around. No, no. But yeah, I just, I don't know. I couldn't tell if it was satire or not. No, it is actually a real, a real place to rent on, on uh, Usevic right now. That's where we're at, everybody. That's where we're at. And get, you know what? For that price, too, it'll go. It will. Someone will live there. Yeah. I tell you, I lived in a uh, house when I was over in Vancouver. It was the place was condemned. Me and three of my best buds, we all lived in this like crazy, falling apart, dilapidated house. Yeah. And there was uh, a part of the house that was unfinished. Right. And in the basement, and we thought like, oh no, this will be like a chill, cool hang zone. We'll put an old TV down there. We'll get some video games. Like mm. oh, I'm on a crappy old couch. We'll hang there. We'll totally hang there. And if you're thinking, oh yeah. I'll go live in an unfinished basement. That's a totally fine place to live. Mm-hmm. It sucked. 
Oh, really? No one yeah. ever hung out there. No. It was just, it's weird and it's dark mm-hmm. and it's cement and it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Don't do. Yeah. You but know, I mean, in the desperate times, I would pitch a tent in the basement. All right. It's, uh, try and haggle them down to 500 bucks yeah. even, though. I mean, it's try and get some, work some Wi-Fi in there or something. But yeah. like 550 for just the cement? Uh-uh. Haggle. Oh, that's a bad dog. Don't you do that again. That's bad. When cannabis is legalized in October, 14 RCMP sniffer dogs will be forced into an early retirement across the country. And some of these dogs, yeah, they'll want to, you know, just run around and play with balls and bones and hang out just like cool dogs. But some of them will actually want to continue to work. Hi, hello. Um, I'm, so I'm uh, looking to turn the uh, shed in my uh, backyard on my property into a carriage house. And so I was just wondering if I could pull the uh, land permits as well as the uh, schematics of where my property lines actually are, please. Okay, thank you. Yeah, so I'm thinking I don't want too much taken off, just a little bit off the back, but I want something dramatically different. And maybe just lighten it up a little bit with some foils and highlights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still in that same relationship. I know. I know. I should get out of it. I really should. But, you know, it just has that thing that I just keep on going back for. Man, you're so easy to talk to. You're such a good listener. Thank you. I will have a good day at this Walmart. Do you know where the shoe toys are? Of course you do. So, off the top there, dumb joke about dogs. But that was a true story, Jen. That was a legit thing that uh, with pot legalization, um, there's just dogs, sniffer dogs trained Mm -hmm. across the country. And they're trained to sniff all kinds of drugs. But because cannabis is within that, Mm -hmm. those dogs just have to be retired. Yeah. Yeah, you can't teach an old dog new tricks, right? Exactly. So, they have to, yeah, hire a whole bunch of new dogs and trainers um, that can... Yeah, just sniff out the illegal drugs now right. that cannabis is legal. And ignore the pot. Yeah. I, I find that that's interesting. It makes sense that that would have to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a real story. But you know what else I was thinking about? And uh, I, th- I don't know if I probably screamed about this before, but the um, the ashtray okay. is something that has gone completely out of vogue. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember as a child, my grandparents smoked in their house and their cabin and everywhere they went. Always around the house were these nice, either like crystal or glass or I don't know, or porcelain or whatever they're made out of, but mm-hmm. like nice, decent, good ashtrays. Just simple, you know, it's like they clean them out all the time, whatever, but there's ashtrays around. Right. And the same with cars. You would buy a car yeah. and there'd be an ashtray in, in the glove compartment or wherever, like close mm-hmm. to it. But since this like, and don't get me wrong, it's the right thing, this whole, you know, it's like uh, coming down upon smoking and no one should smoke anymore. No one's got ashtrays. Yeah. And that's fine. I get it. You don't want ashtrays in the house. You want to encourage people to smoke in your house. But where do people smoke nowadays? Whether it's cigarettes or now it's going to be pot too. Mm -hmm. It's usually out in the yard, right? Or outside? Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, man. Invest in an ashtray. Get an ashtray. And what the crummy thing about it now is, is that most ashtrays you find, if you're going to find them, you're going to get them at like a Spencer's Gifts and they're going to be silly and novelty and say something dumb on them. <laughs> or like, you know I mean? They're just going to yeah. be stupid and not good looking. But mm. you can find, I when I built my uh, deck in the backyard and I was like, oh, 
this is going to be a place where people are going to hang out and chill around a bonfire and uh, smoke. People are going to be smoking back here. Went to Valley Village and found two really nice ashtrays. Right. And, yeah, people use the hell out of them. Mm -hmm. And it's a quadrillion times better than what usually happens, which is... Am I supposed to answer that? Yeah. Um, beer cans. Yes. I feel like that's what people use. And it's beer horrible. cans or pop cans or water bottles or something like that. Why? Yeah. Why? Invest in an ashtray. They're so cool and classy. Don't pretend like no one's going to smoke. Get ashtrays and mm. just deal with it in the right way. So there you go. Put it out into the universe. <laughs> ashtrays. Look at. Let's not pretend that nobody smokes. And certainly now people are going to be smoking weed. Get them ashtrays. Hmm. I bought two ashtrays. I don't smoke. No one in my house smoked. Yeah. But if you're going to have people over, rock the ashtrays. I hope they come back. That's a good point. Thank you. <laughs> Jane, look at my weird body, right? Look at me. Look at my fine body. It's I have so a weird. weird body. It's so There's weird. There's no such it's thing weird. as a weird body. There's no such thing as a normal body. No, well, I, I appreciate where you're coming with that. Yeah. I appreciate that's good. Every body's okay. a beautiful body. And yeah. certainly my body is gorgeous. But it's weird when it's in terms of wearing clothes. Oh, really? Yes. That's why I'm always not wearing them is because <laughs> my body rejects clothing. Like, I put on a suit yeah. and I go to a wedding and it's like halfway through the ceremony. I'm, right. My shirt is just like untucked. My Everything's coming off. My tie is off now and my yeah. shirt is unbuttoned and now I'm in the fountain. I'm not wearing clothes no more. Oh, no. Because like, my body's rejecting the clothes like a body rejecting a virus. Yeah. It's hard for me and my weird body. And other guys and people and women and everybody with weird bodies maybe can relate to this. Um, it's harder to keep a shirt tucked in. Mm -hmm. So other than a wedding or wearing a suit, I don't usually tuck in my shirt. Okay. I went to a private school in high school, had to wear a tucked in shirt. Never yeah. had it because my body was rejecting the shirt being tucked in. Oh. And the nuns would come and wrap my knuckles for having an untucked shirt. Are you serious? There was no nuns. There was no nuns. I think my dad went to a school with nuns and he got having hit by a ruler. Oh my I think gosh. That's, and yeah, my mom would piano lessons and she got smacked by nuns. Oh my Anyways, so I would be yelled at all the time, though, with by my teachers yeah. for having an untucked shirt. I just can't. It's not that I didn't want it. You just needed a longer shirt. Even then. Yeah? Cut, yeah, I do have a pretty long deal and torso? body and torso. You're all torso. No. But you're also all legs, I'm all too. leg. I'm all <laughs> Right? That's what I'm saying. A lot of body, a lot of weird stuff going on, rejecting the tucked-in shirt. Mm -hmm. A new company called Fancy Boy and Company. <laughs> I'm not making this up. <laughs> Boy & Co. now makes suspenders yeah. that attach to the side of your shirt. Like the bottom side? The bottom side, yeah. By your hips? By your hips. And the top of your socks. So it just holds it down. So it holds it. And it pulls it. your socks up. But yeah, it keeps your socks up and your shirt down to keep your shirt tucked in. So it's like a leg suspender. <laughs> it's like a leg suspender. Wow. If you think I'm BSing you, I will put this on the Zone Facebook. I got an advertisement for today in my email. Yeah. And I was laughing about, hey everyone, look at my cool leg suspenders to keep my shirt tucked in my weird body. But you actually want that and need that. I kind of need it. Yeah. Maybe for Christmas I'll get you that. Okay, but now I'm thinking about when inevitably I do want to, yeah. you know, end of the night. Hey, hey, come on back to the <laughs> hotel room, right? I'm taking my clothes off. And, you know, can you imagine if I'm a guy and I'm taking my pants down and there's my shirt, sock suspenders? Oh, no. What an old weirdo you would be. And there would definitely be lines in my skin because of oh, them and yeah. everything. You'd be like, 
Uh, uh, can I take it back now? Can I please leave forever? I don't want anything to do with this body ever near no. me. No. <laughs> don't you think? Uh, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this is the news on the PJ Party Podcast. Here's Jenny West. The District of Saanich says it's filing a lawsuit against the homeless encampment at Regina Park because of fire risk and negative impacts on the neighborhood. The district says the campers at Regina Park have been asked twice to leave voluntarily, uh, but that hasn't worked. The release also notes that the district is exploring options with the provincial government for social housing, but says it is not in a position to develop any on its own right now. Mm, do you know what else is bothering me about when allowing these tent cities to kind of become what they are What's that? is that then it has to get to like a certain point of like it being bad yeah. to take any kind of you know, like actual action against yeah. it. And then that becomes like a lightning rod for people who want to villainize these homeless people. Yeah, yeah. That's when I started seeing the memes and the videos of people who like uh, rather than uh, acting with towards these people with like some any semblance of compassion, they're yeah. like blaming them for all the bad stuff that happens as a result of these encampments. We kind of lose that feeling of empathy and in it, it's really sad to see. And also, when when it gets to that point too, the city ends up spending so much money on yeah. making the area nice again, and we could have just initially just spent that money on housing to begin with, right? Well, Usually that's how it ends up. Exactly. And then and you get these people who are like, what a waste of money, what a yeah. waste of money. Like, yeah, you're right. It probably is a waste of money, but I also don't want to hear you yelling about it on YouTube and, mm. you know, it's like blaming the the campers. Yeah, I feel like we could talk about this for, for days. <sighs> and Greece's forest fires quickly tore through a number of seaside resorts near the Greek capital, leaving 74 people dead. A large number of the people found dead were reportedly huddled in their groups, uh, believed to be families and friends. Mm. Yeah, just heartbreaking. Uh, Greece endures wildfires every year, but the fires that flared up on Monday were the deadliest to hit the country in decades. It is so sad to see. You said you were seeing videos of people like swearing swimming away from the fire well, like well not videos water. but they were yeah there were reports of people trying to swim away because there was no other escape there was no evacuation route or anything like that like they were they were stuck right by by the sea so they had to swim yikes and this is a weird one the city of vernon is planning to ban shopping carts on public property it's meant to prevent unsightly abandoned carts from cluttering up space and encourage the city's homeless population to use shelters. However, critics of the move are concerned it will be another blow to those on the streets who are already struggling. And yeah. I have to agree with that. Like, like carrying all of your belongings and now no longer being able to carry it in a, in a shopping cart, likely causing them to get rid of all of their belongings the only thing that they have mm -hmm. it just it just seems wrong to me yeah i feel like it would definitely um you know like negatively affect as you mm -hmm. say people who depend on that is mm -hmm. like the only way they can get everything their they own around. behind yeah but uh and, and also it's not just them who's abandoning them that's mm -hmm. you know, it's like every lazy idiot who just kind of grabs a shot i used to do that all the time right lived like up the street from uh Grocery store in Vancouver, right. and it wasn't worth driving, so we'd just take the cart home, and then he's like, what are we going to do with this cart now? And we'd sit really? on the front lawn for like really? a week, and then in some, someone uh, finally would be like, let's take the thing back to the Safeway. Yeah. You know, so like, that's everybody. Yeah. And uh, who gets disproportionately affected by that is homeless people. Yeah, it's too bad. So how about just clean up the golf carts? <laughs> just incentivize that. Why don't yeah. you incentivize it, and then the... Maybe the homeless people can pick up an extra cart and bring it back and you know, get a few bucks for that. And then they're helping mm. clean up the city. I don't know. That's something, right? 
Yeah. Yeah, just no, just, just, let's just ban them. I, I appreciate a, like a well manicured. I appreciate when people are like, I want this neighborhood to aesthetically be nice and pleasing. But yeah. like when it when that trumps what is else is going on yeah. and like the necessities of other the human look, people. Yeah, that is the worst. There's like, oh, it's just an eyesore. Oh, poor you. Oh, oh, oh your, your eyesore. Your oh, your yeah. eyes. Here's some Clarisol for your <laughs> poor sore eyes, you sweet, precious angel. Have some Visine. You clean it up. Yeah, okay. Visine, yeah, nice. Yeah. Mounties are confirming a dog died in a parking lot in Langford last night after being left in a hot car. Authorities were called at around 6 p.m. to find a visibly upset woman giving CPR to her dog. The dog was allegedly left in the car for several hours. Investigators say the initial report that the woman was drunk and taken into police custody are false. And the SPCA are investigating. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. We're still we're still getting stories like this. Really? Is that now? Is that enough, everybody? Yeah. What? Is that like in our own community? A dog is dead. Now can you stop? Now yeah. can we figure out something else to do with your dog rather than leaving it in the car for hours at a time? You I'm think, so- oh, I'm going in, in the thing. Should I leave it in the car? The answer is no. Just just don't, I don't leave the dog in the car. Too hard. I'm sure this woman feels horrible, horrible about yeah. this and responsible and everything. But like, that's enough. Yeah. Why? Every summer it's this. Mm. Every summer and the police come out. And warn and warn and warn and stories and stories. Don't do it. Somebody's going to break your window. Some people are calling all the time. Every other day there's a story about this. Yeah. And now here we have a dog death. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. The Center for Whale Research says a killer whale was seen last night pushing her dead calf to uh, Saturna Island. Uh, the calf was born near Victoria on Tuesday, but unfortunately did not survive. And it appears uh, that the mother knows that the baby didn't make it, but is just so reluctant to give up. There's just like, yeah, this bond and love. Oh, yeah. Know, this Heartbreaking. Really crying this I morning. Know. The whale didn't have enough, uh, or the baby whale didn't have enough blubber on it is what yeah. I read. That it's uh, with the declining salmon, it's harder for the whales to get all the fats that they need, mm-hmm. right? Which makes them all blubbery. And I guess, I think actually helps them be buoyant in the water. Yeah. I think is what I, I understood and that was why the little baby whale was like having trouble getting to the surface to breathe and everything. It's so sad. And mm. the mom was like putting it her on, on her nose and like trying to lift her up to the surface to get air and everything. That's the thing, like, right? They <laughs> stick together their entire lives, those families. So it's just, yeah, it's really hard to see. Um, the research center says 75% of newborns have died and all of the pregnancies for ARCAs in the past three years have failed. So not doing so well. No. BC Ferries has started the bidding process to build five new vessels to replace the aging Bowen Queen, Maine Queen, and Powell River Queen. And it just made me start thinking about what they should name the next vessel, and that's (laughs) Yas Queen. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The corporation is encouraging both BC and Canadian shipbuilders to respond to the request for expression of interest. So it didn't work out for Morgan Freeman, but Vancouver TransLink has the next best offer, (laughs) Seth Rogen. Hey, Vancouver, it's Seth. Here's a tip to make your transit ride even more awesome. I know your bag is probably very nice and you care deeply for it, but that doesn't mean it needs its own seat. I love that. So he's going to be uh, the guest voice uh, for the SkyTrain and bus announcements in Vancouver because he is Vancouver born and felt a connection and is doing it for free. Is he? Yeah, he's just volunteering for it. Wouldn't you? 
Oh, yeah. If I get, yeah 100%. That's so awesome. Yeah. Although I think that I will never hear it because if I'm riding transit in Vancouver, my earbuds are so deeply buried in my brain. That's true. It's like, it's like, what was that? I can't hear you over my true crime podcast. Speak up, Seth. What? Seth was, hang on. It was like, I got something going on in here about like a 14-year-old boy who went missing in the deep south Alabama as a gator farm. Sorry, it's true crime. I can't listen. I know the podcast time. Sorry. So I'm on SkyTrain. It's true crime time. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> and also, someone was asking about the Quadra Village garbage birds and how we did last night. Well, uh, the reason I wasn't talking about it is because we got destroyed. Yeah. 16 to 3. <laughs> yeah, it was against the Central Pain, so we have to lose one more playoff game in order to end our season, which is likely going to happen. Very likely. Yes. Uh-huh. That's okay. That's fine. That's probably it's for the best. best. This the best. season... We are garbage. Should we be live, put out of its misery. We live up to our names for sure. I'm telling you right now, though, Jen, what? I am going to really prepare for next year. I had so much fun playing this year. Right? So fun. I, so, like, uh, yes, I felt a little down that I dropped 90% of the balls that came my <laughs> way. Yes, of course. I would like to have made more catches in the outfields, but I had a lot of fun being outside. Yeah. You know, fresh air and all that, and then palling around with my best chums from work. Totally. Going for beers after every single oh. game. It was the greatest. So fun. So I sat on more patios because it was after a G-Birds game. So I am going to, you know, try and do better next year. Mm-hmm. I'm going to hit the gym real hard. Wow. I'm going to hit the weight room. Whoa. Make epic gains in the off-season, bud. Holy. Absolutely. Full off-season training there. Full bud. off-season. Cool. Going to hit the batting cages. Gonna knock some dingers out? Wow. Yeah, I'm gonna, man. I'm gonna do nothing to prepare myself for next season. You're already very no, good. No, I just mean that I'm lazy. Thanks for joining the PJ party. For more from Paul and Jenny, get them live 2 to 6 weekday afternoons on The Zone at 91.3. Or around the world via the internet's tubes at thezone.fm. Do them a solid and leave a review wherever you get this podcast. And tell your friends about it. Paul and Jenny are both on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So get in touch. Thanks for joining the PJ Party.